Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. This episode of OKC Topic Thunder, which we'll be recapping the victory, that's why I said victory, over the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, in which we beat the Phoenix Suns 118-101. This game was kind of entertaining, also extremely frustrating at times, um, but ultimately the Thunder were able to take care of business at home and defeat the lovely Suns team, despite Devin Booker being back in the lineup. Um, let's go ahead and dive right into this game. And the best way we could dive in this game is uh, hooking up a TiVo. You don't need to explain to me why you need a TiVo. Alright, so the Thunder were led, first and foremost, um, right out of the gate by Steven Adams. And Steven Adams really stepped up in Westbrook's absence thus far, um, ever since Westbrook went down. Um, actually, in the first quarter, he had 10 points. He finished the game with 18 on 7 rebounds. So he actually had kind of a quiet day rebounding the ball, but he had 4 steals and 2 blocks, making his presence felt defensively. And, um, you know, he really set the tone for us, you know, getting those easy points in the paint. He was literally making DeAndre Ayton look like a child out there. And there was even at least one layup, one decently wide open layup that he missed and you know he knew he missed it he knew he tricked the layup and he was really upset with himself so he could have had 20 points and 12 points in the first quarter but you know Adam still had a solid game and he really set the tone for us like I said um also setting the tone for us right out of the gates is Paul George man and you know I'm I'm gonna touch on this here in a little bit but uh, I'm just going to read his line. He had 32 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, and he was a plus 21 for the game. He uh, made all of his foul shots. He shot 6 to 10 from the 3-point line, 11 of 19. So, uh, yeah. We're <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. I think you know why. All right. Um, also starting was Dennis Schroeder. He actually started out in this game 1 for 12. Um, but then he was able to hit five of his next seven shots. He finished with 20 points, nine assists, uh, just one turnover, five rebounds, four steals, kind of stuff in that staff sheet, being really disruptive defensively. Uh, He had six free throw attempts, in which he hit all six of them. Uh, Spoiler alert, the Thunder as a team shot 19 at 20 for 95%. And as they said in... um, Gosh, what was that movie? Charlotte's Web. That'll do, pig. That'll do. That'll do all the time. If the Thunder can shoot 95% the rest of the season, that'd be great. That's an office space reference for you. 
right, I'm done quoting movies. But yeah, Streeter, uh, he, he shook off a slow start, got to the rim, hit two straight threes, got to the rim again. Um, and, you know, from there, it's just like, okay, Streeter's out of a shooting slump. You know, like I said, he started 1 of 12. He got blocked a few times. Uh, he just missed shots that he was hitting. Oh, I remember what that last shot was now. It was off of a pick-and-roll mid-range jumper. So he had a layup, two threes, a layup, and then that pick-and-roll mid-range jumper. So... I mean, at that point, I mean, he was he was just in a rhythm. He was feeling it. And, you know, if that game had been extended, he probably could have made more shots um, just because he was in that rhythm. But I, I thought Shooter did a great job tonight uh, spreading the ball out. Um, you know, I talked about Steve Nem setting the tone offensively early on. Part of that is because Dennis Shooter kept feeding him the ball early on in the post. He was like, hey, you keep scoring. Go at it, man. Keep, keep getting it. Um, he had a couple nice passes, a nice lob to Adams, um, a couple sweet little pocket passes to Nerlens Noel, trailing, Jeremy Grant trailing. So, Schroeder is, I mean, he's he's been a huge piece for OKC, even when Westbrook was healthy, and his value just shows tenfold whenever Westbrook is unable to play due to injury, and he's able to come in, play solid minutes, step up, and be helpful for this team. And then also you got Jeremy Grant, who had 10 points, 8 rebounds, and a block. Uh, shot 4 of 8, 1 of 2 from 3, 1 of 2 from the free throw line. Jeremy Grant literally had a 50% game. He was just 50% everything. <laughs> nah, Jeremy Grant did great. He played really good defense. Got switched up on Booker a few times and actually defended him pretty well. Um, you know, he hit one of his three-point attempts. Uh, he, he was a willing passer out there. He didn't have any assists, but he was moving the ball really well, and that's good to see. It's good to see Jeremy Grant making quicker decisions with the basketball, not kind of letting the ball stick in his hands for too long. That was That's what used to happen with Andre Robertson. He would get the ball, and he would freeze. The ball would just stick. You know, paralysis by analysis is what they call it, but uh, Jeremy Grant's been making quicker decisions with the basketball, quicker, smarter decisions with the basketball, so... That's really encouraging for his game going forward. And, of course, the Thunder as a whole. Then you got Terrence Ferguson. You know, we talked about how he hit four of nine threes, uh, I think five of ten shooting against the Houston Rockets. And, of course, he came back down to earth in our last game against the Mavericks. And he didn't shoot great tonight. Like He shot two of seven, one of three from deep, finished with five points. Only had three rebounds, and he had a block. But he was plus 30. Team high, game high, plus 30 um, in 26 minutes of action. And that was because his defense was phenomenal. Like, his feet, he was moving his feet great. He was coming in and attacking on, um, you know, wide open shots. He was, he was really closing out on them. He was sticking with his man on pick and roll. He was making good decisions on defense, staying active. He kept his energy. He actually opened up the game with a wide-open dunk attempt. And, you know, like, it was like, wow, Shooter's about to have a huge game. And I think his next shot, it's like, wow, he just made a three. Like, Shooter's about to go off. And, you know, he just didn't make anything else. But, like I said, he, the thing about, uh, wow, I said Shooter. I'm so sorry, Ferguson. Um, the thing about Ferguson that really messed with us earlier this year is he wasn't taking shots. And it's like, okay, you can play this defense, that's cool, but if you're not taking shots, you're really hurting us on offense. And we know you can make threes, and you can be a floor spacer if you will shoot those threes. 
And even though he hasn't made in the past couple of games, I really go back to that Houston game. He's been shooting. He's been shooting them with confidence. Even though he missed most of his shots tonight, he was shooting the ball with confidence, and I think that is that's huge for his development and, of course, the team. Um, you know, whether Westbrook or Schroeder is out there running point, they need spacing. They need spacing to operate. They need spacing for that pick and roll to work. Uh, whether it's Schroeder, Westbrook, or Paul George running that pick and roll. Um, you know, they need that spacing. So if Ferguson's shooting with confidence, then he provides that spacing for you. So huge for Ferguson. Also, uh, he actually ran the pick and roll with Stephen Adams. Um, that was interesting. <laughs> didn't, you know, didn't result in anything. Pretty sure he missed a shot. But it was interesting to see Terrence Ferguson try to, Terrence Ferguson try to run the pick and roll. Um, on the bench... Not a lot noteworthy. Patterson was 2-3. He hit a 3 in the first half. Um, off of a decisive play by Alex Brandis, actually. Talking about transition. Alex Brandis was stuffing the stat sheet. He had 8 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and a block in 20 minutes of action. Uh, he shot 2-6. They were all 3-point attempts. Um, and he had 2 free throws. But, you know, go back to those 2 assists. One of them was to Patterson, and one of them, Abrinas very well could have forced the shot, but he instead decided to put the ball on the floor, and he found a Patterson, and Patterson shot the ball with confidence, and, hey, it dropped. So uh, it's really encouraging to see from both players because, you know, last year Abrinas was pretty much just a spot-up shooter. He couldn't do a lot. He couldn't attack closeouts. He couldn't put the ball on the floor, and you could tell he really worked on that aspect of his game as well as defense. And it's showing, um, you know, uh, 13 games in the season. I had to to think about how many games we played. So, hopefully he keeps that up. Um, Nervous Noel had 9 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, and 1 block in 15 minutes of action. Shot 50%, but hit all 3 of his free throw attempts, staying with the theme of the 95%. Uh, Obviously, it's not 20 points, 15 rebounds, (laughs) like the last time he played the Suns, but... In limited minutes, this was this was actually pretty good. And the stat that I thought was most impressive is he had one foul. And, you know, if you've been watching Thunder Basketball, Nero's Noel has really been struggling with uh, fouling lately. Um, he's fouled out of a couple games off the bench, and that just doesn't happen a lot. Um, so it was encouraging to see him only have one foul with guys like DeAndre Ayton and even Rashawn Holmes out there. So um, hopefully that's a sign of things to come. Uh, I, you know, Nerlens, he he had one assist, and it was a beautiful dime to Hamadou Diallo for a dunk. And I'm about to talk about that right, about that right now. Hamadou provided a great spark off the bench. He had nine points. Only had a rebound. He had one steal. Um, but he shot three of seven. He made all three of his three free throw attempts. He missed his one three-point attempt. But I can tell you, all three of his buckets... One bucket, he drove in on a fast break, and he finished. The next bucket, he drove in on a fast break and got fouled by, I believe it was Aiton. And he just flipped that ball up there, and it went in. It was awesome. And then there was Noel, like I said. He had a beautiful dish, Tommy Diallo, who just flushed it right under the basket. Um, and then the shot that he got fouled on. Uh, Raymond Felton actually found him wide open under the basket. Aiton was able to recover and foul him. Um, but like I said, Hami made all three of his free throw attempts. So, good on him. If he can continue that production for those limited minutes, he played in 14 minutes of action, then that's going to be huge for us. Um, you know, we we talked about 
all the time. All this season and, you know, all last season, the season before that, you know, the Thunder have really lacked a bench. That is the one strength the Thunder have lacked throughout, really, their franchise history. Um, but this is by far the strongest bench we've had, um, if you include Dennis Schroeder in that. Um, now, I'm going to talk about Raven Felton, because I kind of dogged him a little bit in our last podcast. Raven Felton had two points. Uh, he was 1 of 4 f- from the field, one of one, or 0 of 1 from deep. Uh, he had three assists, one rebound, one steal, and one turnover. He was literally, <laughs> he was literally a zero. He was literally a zero in 11 minutes of action. Um, we got a question about that that I will answer towards the end of the podcast. But the thing that was encouraging to see from Ray Felton, you know, he shot the ball four times, and obviously he didn't shoot a good percentage. I don't think he forced any of his shots except for one under the rim that he thought he got fouled. But I thought Raymond Felter looked like a much more willing passer out there. I um, you know, he was he wasn't out there just dribbling the air out of the basketball. He was really trying to find guys. And I thought that was huge to see because that was not the case in these past few games with Russell Westbrook out. Um, so hopefully it's a sign of things to come. Uh, at Prime Nerlands, my boy Noel, I'm 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 sorry to tell you, hopefully <laughs> He's not, he's not eating as much as he usually do. Hopefully he's not stuffing the statue as much as he is. He's just trying to move the ball, make the right pass. All right, and then on the Sun side of things, T.J. Warren actually led them 21 points, 10 to 14 shooting, one to two from deep, um, six rebounds and two steals, one block. This guy, he was pretty much everywhere. You know, he was he played a really good game. Um, and then you go down here to Devin Booker, who had 19 points. Had 7 of 18 shooting, 1 of 4 from deep, 4 of 4 from free throw line, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 turnovers, and was a team low and a game low. Negative 32. Alright, so Devin Booker is, he's one of my favorite players to watch that's not on the Oklahoma City Thunder, just because BBN. Alright, we, we all know, I'm a UK fan, Devin Booker went to UK, so I'm a huge fan of Devin Booker, but even if I wasn't a UK fan. I'd be a fan of Devin Booker, just the way he gets buckets so effortlessly. And his shot wasn't falling tonight. Uh, it was kind of weird to see him only shoot four three-pointers, if I'm being honest. But he was able to get buckets in other ways, mid-range, getting to the lane. He was able to hit one three. So Devin Booker's a special player, and we're lucky that he didn't play any better than he did. But with that being said... I think it's time to hand out the Academy Award for the player of the game is Paul George. Now, I read you his line earlier with 32-8-6, and and even his shooting splits, 11-19, 6-10 from deep, 4-4 from the free throw line. But not only that, man, like, Paul George was in a zone unlike any other I have seen him in. In a Thunder uniform, honestly. Uh, he went into halftime shooting 5 of 7 from deep, I believe. And I actually tweeted it. I was like, I want to see Paul George go for Clay's record. <laughs> like, I know it's nine three-pointers away, but, dude, he was in a zone. Like, that basketball hoop was 10 feet wide. Like, he was dropping them in left and right, off the dribble, off the catch, off the pro hop. Like, he was in a ridiculous zone. And not only that, on the offensive end, but... 
the reason Devin Booker had 19 points is guess why? Paul George was guarding him. You know, me and Alex kind of thought that Ferguson would be the one that checked Booker, and he kind of did, you know, uh, on pick and rolls and switches and stuff. But Paul George was the primary defender, and he did a great job making life difficult for Devin Booker. And that's really the main reason why Booker only had 19 points, <clears throat> why he shot such a poor percentage. And Booker was guarding Paul George, which, I, for the life of me, I don't understand if I am the Phoenix Suns. But that was why Devin Booker was negative 32, because Paul George was just putting it to him. Uh, he couldn't do nothing about it. So, uh, yeah, Paul George, you are definitely player of the game. And this is why, like, this game right here is the Paul George we saw in the preseason. His silky smooth jumper, putting the buckets in a hurry, the basket looking 10 feet wide. This is the guy that I picked to finish as the NBA MVP at the end of the season. <clears throat> Obviously, we haven't seen this guy for a full game since the season started. We've seen him in spurts, seen him in quarters. <clears throat> but for this complete performance to happen in a full game tonight is an encouraging sign of things to come. Hopefully, he can carry that over even as Russell Westbrook works his way back into the lineup. So, Paul George, congratulations for being the player of the game. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get I a bonus? <laughs> That'll be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Whatever. Alright guys, so hey, this is the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> they are 2-11. and 11. Um, They are the worst team in the Western Conference. They're in last place. So there's not a lot of takeaway from this game in the grand scheme of things. Like I said, the Thunder took care of business. They did what they were supposed to do. They won. They kind of won handily. 17 points. Could have been more. But they did win handily. So we can't really be too concerned about it. Um, Also, we play the Phoenix Suns again Saturday. So I don't want to break it down too much. Uh, It will be interesting to see the parallels between this game and Saturday's game, because as Alex pointed out, it's hard to beat a team two times in one week. Um, We very well could go to Phoenix and drop that game. Booker seems to play better at home. He dropped 70 points when he was at home. So, that could be a factor. be interesting to see if they allow Steven Adams to get that rhythm early on, really set the tone be interesting to see if Paul George is still in his zone. Um, It's going to be a lot of interesting things to see when it comes to this Phoenix Suns game, this Phoenix Suns matchup. Now, I picked 3-0 for this week, so hopefully I am correct, but something to keep an eye on. Um, And guys, it is about time to wrap this thing up. I did ask um, my followers on Twitter for any questions that they would like to ask um, because... Like I said, <laughs> there wasn't a lot to cover in this game. It's the Phoenix Suns. The Thunder did what they were supposed to do. And, you know, that was that. So I did have two questions. One of them was from my boy at Gerald Amir, as we so fondly call Jerry. He said, Dennis seems more emotional without Russ out there. Agree? Disagree? I'll agree to an extent. And I don't necessarily think it's because Russell Westbrook's not out there. Like, I don't think Russell Westbrook being out there is like a trigger for Dennis Schroeder or anything. 
if you look at Dennis Schroeder's career, if you look at him in his days in Atlanta, Dennis Schroeder's always been an emotional player. Um, he's kind of kept it low-key for the most part in OKC, which is which is good. And I think it speaks to the Thunder culture. And I'm not even saying, you know, the emotions he's been showing is a is a very bad thing. Like, it's, it's not cancerous or anything like that. But, you know, the past couple games, of course, the elbow to the midsection, as Alex alluded to uh, in the last pod against the Dallas Mavericks. And, of course, today he felt like he got tripped by Isaiah Cannon. You know, he kind of got in the ref's face, and he got teed up because of that. Um, I, I think that's what Jerry's talking about. And I think the team kind of responds to that. You know, obviously we don't want him swinging at people's midsection. We don't want him missing any games due to suspension or because he's being a hothead. And as long as it's not to the detriment of this team, I like a guy that shows emotion. I mean, look at Russell Westbrook. He's He wears his heart on his sleeve. He wears his emotion on his sleeve out there on the basketball court. So I don't hate Dennis Schroeder doing that. And I'll say this, you know, Dennis Schroeder felt like he was he was getting his hands all over, or he was having hands all over him from Isaiah Cannon, and he didn't like it, and he spoke up about it. And after he got teed up, he responded. That's when he responded. Like, he took his matchup personally with Isaiah Cannon. Not only did he score on him repeatedly, going to the rim, shooting threes over him, he started to pick the guy up full court. You know, it, it kind of reminded me of Russell Westbrook against Ricky Rubio last year. Of course, that was a negative for the team because Westbrook was just a little bit more aggressive. But just just like Westbrook, you know, Dennis Schroeder kind of said in his head, like, all right, no, I'm winning this matchup. I'm shutting this guy down. And, you know, when a guy has that mindset, as long as he can play within the team's uh, game plan and, you know, it's not a detriment to the team, I like it. So, you know, Dennis Schroeder, you want to show more emotion? You want to be a little bit more human out there? Understand completely. And uh, I'm all for it, personally. All right. Now, uh, my guy, at Virgin Harry, who is actually listed as Fun Durup. Um, he, he changes his at all the time. His at always cracks me up. But he said, I didn't get to watch the game due to work, but I noticed that Felton only played 11 minutes. Did they have a Brandis run point some? No, they did not. Abrinas didn't run point. Uh, Felton was the point guard when Dennis Schroeder was not out there. The only thing was, anytime Dennis Schroeder wasn't out there, Raymond Felton was there. Just said that, just repeated myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the thing was that the Thunder just kept Dennis Schroeder on the floor more. Um, they limited Ray's minutes, and if you limit Ray's minutes, you limit Ray's shots. And for lack of a better term, you know, to just call it what it is, Ray Felton has kind of been chucking the ball up the past few games. So I think they did this as a move to kind of rein Felton in a little bit. Also to show, you know, give more trust to Dennis Schroeder um, in this offense. So I think that is why, personally. Um, will it be a sign of things to come? I don't know. It's hard to tell with Billy Donovan. He's one of those unpredictable coaches to uh, talk about. But I like the move, personally. Um, I think Schroeder responded well to it, and I think Felton responded well to it. As I mentioned, he didn't shoot the ball as much. He seemed to be a more willing passer. So if that's what it takes to get Felton to play ball, and by play ball I don't mean literally play basketball, but like play ball by doing what Billy Donovan is asking him to do, then I'm all for it, and it's a great coaching move.
All right, and now we actually got a question from a Phoenix Suns fan. Um, it's one of my guys on Twitter. It's at Rosen MVP season, you know, SZN, because that's what's cool now. Uh, it says, can the Suns and Thunder trade coaches, please? <laughs> um, so that's kind of weird, um, honestly, because, you know, if you remember, obviously you do, going into the season, uh, and at the beginning of the season, we started 0-4, and, and people were calling for Billy Donovan's head. And I, myself, I was preaching patience. Like, you know, don't panic. Should you be worried? Absolutely. We have issues we need to iron out. But should we panic? No. This is four games in the NBA season. Should we fire Billy Donovan? No. We shouldn't, because, you know, he finally has continuity. He's got to work through some stuff. Just give him some time. And, you know, that proved to be the case. And Bill Donovan's actually done some really good coaching, you know, in that, uh, in those, these last nine games ever since then. So, it, it's kind of weird for somebody to ask to trade coaches with the Oklahoma City Thunder because so many, the opinion that so many have on Billy Donovan. Um, that being said, uh, I, I, I don't know the Phoenix Suns coach. I know it's Eagle or something. I know he was Doncic's coach. I just don't know how he fits in Phoenix's system because he needs a point guard to succeed. His his system calls for a point guard to succeed. That's why Doncic was so successful in that offense is because he was a ball handler. He was a guy who can handle the ball, who can make plays, and still score. You know, they're kind of trying to do that with Devin Booker, but his injury kind of set them back on that pass, so it's been harder on him, but, you know, Phoenix needs a point guard, let's just call it what it is, um, and, you know, Rosen MVP season, I'm sorry, you can't have Billy D, we gotta keep him, you know, he was part of the reason that Paul George decided to come back to the Oklahoma City Thunder, so, that being the case, we gotta hold on to him, I'm sorry. Uh, but guys, that's that's all I got for this Phoenix game. Like I said, it wasn't a lot to take away. Uh, Paul George played out of his mind. Stephen Adams set the tone. Stephen or Dennis Schroeder responded, and then you know the rotation guys did what rotation guys are supposed to do. They they stepped up and they played solid ball game. You know, take care of business. That was the theme for tonight. It's the theme for Wednesday. It's the theme for Sunday. It's the theme all the way to the Golden State game next Wednesday night. Um, so definitely be looking forward to that. A little forecast for the game on Wednesday. We play the New York Knicks. Phoenix Cantor's coming to town. It's going to be a good time. Um, the Knicks haven't been a great basketball team. Uh, we don't know if Russell Westbrook's going to play. So hopefully we can continue to play like this if Westbrook's not playing, if Westbrook's back. Obviously we know the Brody can do for this team. Um, and the big news is we debut our new city uniforms. I tried the greenish aqua, Native American-inspired uniforms. I'm very excited about that. Um, whenever I go to Oklahoma City next week, I'm definitely copping some merch. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a fun game to watch. I think those colors are really going to pop on the TV screen. All right, you can tell I'm tired when I say colors are going to pop on the TV screen. But guys, that's all I got for today. I want you guys to have a great night. I want you guys to follow us on Twitter. At OKC Topic Thunder, you know, we post the podcast there. We post some polls there. Um, we're going to have some other stuff going on on our Twitter very soon for you guys to interact with. So you definitely want to be following for that. 
Um, you can find us at thundersintentions.com. Um, you can find us at now thunderbasketball.com. I want you guys to find us anywhere you listen to your podcast iTunes, Google, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, what have you. Give us a five star rating. Leave us a positive review that really helps us and we greatly appreciate it. Until then, Dylan's out of here. Maddie will be back on Wednesday with the New York Knicks recap. Hope you guys have a great night. God bless. And as always, Thunder Up! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.